All right, so welcome to Events Heist, the podcast about post-COVID events and the poor event managers that have to deal with it. So today we'll be playing with Anne and Ronald. Anne, could you kick off by introducing yourself with your name, title, and company? Uh, my name is Anne Selgo, and I'm from Denmark, and I have the uh, event strategy consultancy called Event Anne. Fantastic. Ronald, over to you. Hi, I'm Ronald. I'm from Malaysia. I'm actually an event uh, strategist. I own a event uh, signing company here in Malaysia. Awesome. Great to have you on the show. So as you can see on the game board, you'll both be starting at the helicopter and the aim of this game is to get to the mint. It's a snakes and ladders board, pretty straightforward, but this one's appropriate for events. It's two steps forward and 10 steps back. If you land on an open manhole, you'll then go down the board and ladders let you jump ahead. So pretty straightforward. All right, let's begin. Let's start with you, Anne. You're yep. going to roll the dice. David's going to roll it for you. All right, so you rolled a one. All right, up the ladder. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> All right, so your first question. How many events have you run in your professional career? I have no idea. It's been 20-something years, uh, maybe 20 uh, events per year. So that's what, 400? I don't know. 400? A lot. A lot yeah, of events. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of events. And of yeah. that, uh, how many have been virtual, roughly? Just um, Maybe 10%. Because, you know, it just really started last year. Great. Okay, Ronald, you've rolled a five. And so your question, how many years have you been an events organizer? Tough question. I can't remember, but um, definitely over 15 years now. All right, so Vitian, you've rolled a one. Okay, so... Tell me about the first event you ever organized. And if that's, it doesn't have to be professional. It can be as a kid, uh, as a teenager, just the very first event you remember organizing. Um, the first one I remember organizing was when I, when I was done with my, edu my first education, which was actually in a police uh, station where I worked at the office. And I got my first sort of degree from there. And I had a party. Uh, you know, for my friends and family when I was done, which is a thing we do in Denmark, you, you know, when you were done with your uh, education, even if it's not university, then you throw a party. And I remember doing that party and I remember theming it uh, with, an with a police theme, which is why I find this game quite funny because you have the little police. <laughs> all, all right. So over to you, Ronald, you wrote a four and I think you're going up the ladder. Fantastic. All right, so your question is, how did you get into events? Initially, I was a software programmer, and then I got into another job in a cinema. So my role was actually to create revenue stream for the cinema without depending on the box office sales. So one of the things that I had to do was to create events to promote the, the, the movies that's screening in the cinema. So that's how I got started with events. Yeah. All right, over to you, Anne. You wrote a three. Okay, so at any point in time, if you, if you feel like you don't have a good answer, you can lifeline. And so what a lifeline does is defer the question to the other player, and then they get to move to your spot and you get another turn. So this is a cooperative game. The goal is to get you both to the mint. It's not a, it's like not a competitive game. It's more a cooperative oh. game. All right, so Anne, uh, over to you. So 
Describe the moment you knew COVID was going to turn our industry upside down, like that very moment where it hit. Actually, it was very early on uh, in, in March because I was in uh, Las Vegas uh, speaking at a conference and uh, they promised us uh, several thousand attendees and there weren't <laughs> that many, in my opinion. And I just knew that, that this was going to be bigger uh, than, you know, first anticipated. I guess we all thought, you know, give it a couple of weeks and we'll all be good. Standing there in that huge conference center in Las Vegas was just like, this is going to change everything. And I just got back home to Denmark before we closed our borders. So, so it was like, you know, last, not last resort, but, you know, it was last minute. Definitely. Um, so the I knew la- that the last plane back. <laughs> the last flight. It was out. definitely. Yeah, it was the last flight out, and I arrived in Denmark an hour after our borders closed. But wow. you know, I got in. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, so, Ronald. Uh, you've rolled a four. Okay. Ooh, down the manhole Ooh. and back. All right. So, let me ask you the same question. What was the moment you knew COVID? was going to just change everything. When we first had our lockdown, I was still sort of denial. I thought that things would be better in like two weeks time. But when the lockdown got extended, that's when we, when I realized like, hmm, this is really serious and no one can give us an answer how, how, how long this whole thing will take. Yeah, that, yeah. that was back in, back in March as well. All right, over to you, Anne, you rolled a three. Okay, so have you ever met any celebrities on the job? Definitely. I have I've been traveling with the Danish uh, crown prince and crown princess because I used to to do delicate traveling uh, the world to promote Danish uh, business. And I went to Thailand with the Danish crown prince. Let's move Ronald up to where Anne is because that's how our lifeline works. Yeah. And now I'm going to ask you, Ronald, uh, another question. So... What's your emergency kit during events? Do you have an emergency, you know, backpack or kit that you always take to events? Uh, yes, I have like a trolley luggage that has all the um, cables, all, all the cables, um, even a, a external modem or router that, that will come with me. All right, and you wrote a six, let's move you up. All right, up the ladder. No, not up the ladder. Okay, so next uh, <laughs> next question. What's your favorite post-event junk food or drink? That would always be gin and tonic. Gin Lemon and gin tonic. with tonic, yeah. That's it. My, my, Goes mine, with everything. Mine's whiskey straight up. What about you, Ronald? Oh. A Guinness stout. A Guinness stout, nice one. Nice yeah. one. That's so appropriate for uh, events. <laughs> For traumatic events. <laughs> I need a drink that I can't see through. I can't see what's inside. It's so black. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Ronald, you rolled a three. Okay, tell us about your favorite speaker, dead or dead or alive. Mike Walsh. I've I've not heard of Mike Walsh. Can you can you tell us a little bit about uh, him? He's a future attainment um speaker he, he's a futurist so you talk about the future entertainment that uh yeah he he's also an author he, i think he's based in the states okay over to you and you've rolled a six 
So uh, what do you miss most about live events? I miss the connection between people, you know, just mm -hmm. like everybody else, you know, being there together with live people. Uh, I miss hugging <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, yeah, the people, the, the, the closeness. Yeah, closeness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, Ronald, you'll go. You've rolled a five. Uh, all right, up the ladder. Excellent, oh. you moved ahead. Fantastic. So what do you think the future of the events industry looks like? And I know this is a tough question because it's hard to predict from month to month, but um, what's, what's your take on it? Even after most countries have, have you know, have, have um, vaccination and all that, people are still reluctant to travel. So any international event will, will, will be quite difficult. Hybrid is definitely going to stay. And I believe that hybrid and also multi-cities events will, will, will take place more. Okay, Anne, you wrote a four. All right. Do you have any funny or crazy event stories? Yeah, I, I do have a few. I used to, to travel to the U.S. with uh, groups of the Danish companies. And uh, at one point we were uh, going from New York to uh, Boston and we asked the guy in Penn Station in New York to take us to the right platform, you know, the, the Port Authority guide or whatever he's called. And, uh, and he just brought us to the wrong train. And I was in the train and I was like, something is wrong. You know, I'm not that geographically, uh, I don't know, wise, but still I knew that, you know, something was just wrong. So like two minutes before the doors closed, we realized that we were on the train to Washington, D.C. <laughs> and I got my 20 people out of the train by yelling in Danish throughout the train, which I don't normally do, but I had to. <laughs> and we made it to the tr right train, even though we only had like three minutes or something uh, to get us. Ronald, you wrote a one, and I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you have any funny, crazy event stories? Funny, crazy event stories. Can't think of one at the moment. All right, let me ask you a different question then. Have, have you been working a lot from home and how are you finding that? I don't enjoy working from home, to be honest. So where I'm based, my office is just like five minutes from, from my apartment. So I still go to the office every day. All right, over to you, Anne. You wrote a four. So what's the most stressful event you've ever organized? I did have uh, another international group uh, that was the uh, Russian president visiting Denmark. And it was stressful in a lot of ways. It was a big thing. And my boss at that point, he uh, messed up our whole registration area by taking a lot of name tags out of a folder and messing them up. <laughs> it was uh, just a culmination of a stressful planning uh, what do you call it? planning periods or whatever. I have a lot of these not so fun in, at that point, but fun now stories about things that went, went wrong. So. Okay, Ronald, over to you. You have rolled a one and back down. So if you could have an unlimited supply of anything during an event, what would it be? Snacks and coffee, I guess. Any particular kind of snack? Easy to grab and go. It could be power bars. No, at events, we just don't have enough time to, you know, really eat. Yeah. Absolutely. True. All right. And over to you, you've rolled a one. 
So what's the longest period of time you've ever worked on a single event? I do events in a, in a size that takes about a year to plan, I think. So yeah, about a year. I had a guest on once that uh, had worked on an event for 10 years, which I found oh. really hard to understand how that was. <laughs> but it was no. part of an international bidding process. So they didn't oh, work on yeah. the event technically for 10 years, but it took that long before it actually mm. happened from when they started. All right, Ronald, you rolled two. Did you have a favorite TV show at the moment? Favorite TV show, Shark Tank. It's inspiring to see people with great ideas. Okay, and you rolled a six. So your question is, how did you find the switch to virtual during COVID? I found it a bit stressful and difficult at first because it's, it's a whole other way of thinking and a whole other way of designing your event. But, you know, I guess at some point we thought this was going to pass soon and, and it was just a temporary thing. But now I've gotten used to it just like anybody else. So, so it's here to stay and, and, and I'm getting the hang of it and getting to like it, actually. At first it was difficult. All right, Ronald, you wrote a four. What's the weirdest food you've ever eaten at an event? Live octopus. On the chopstick, it's still, you know, tangled on, onto the chopstick and it just yeah. put it in your mouth. That is definitely winning the award so far for <laughs> food, for sure. You can get that, you can get that in uh, South Korea. Okay. I've, I've never seen that. Uh, I've only seen that on um, TV, but uh, yeah. never eaten it myself. All right, Anne, over to you. You have rolled it. What's your favorite venue? Pre-COVID, post-COVID, you know, have been there, haven't been there, doesn't matter. You're throwing your fantasy event, <clears throat> no limitations. Where would you do it? I would do it uh, somewhere in Canada. Yeah, I used to live in Canada. I don't have a specific venue. Uh, per se. We have a nice castle in Denmark that I really enjoy. They have a combination of the old castle uh, feel and a new venue, like a new hall. But otherwise, it's, I don't have a favorite. Uh, not really. Right. Over to you, Ronald. You roll the six. And so the way it works now is you've got to get an exact roll to get to the end. You've bounced back okay. off the end. <laughs> so your question is, what industries have you done events for? And what's your favorite? Medical. Medical? Yeah. And, yeah, and why I do a that? lot of medical for pediatricians. Yeah. Why is that why is that your favorite? Why is medical your favorite to run events for? A lot of things to 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 learn. And so we actually support there's this organization here in Malaysia where we have about right now about 35 doctors on board. And we get questions from parents on from the website. So the doctors will actually respond for free. We've been doing this since 2014 with the doctors and you'd be surprised that there's actually a lot of parents here that they do not have the support from their own parents when, when, because they, they don't live together with their parents in, in their hometown. So when they move to the bigger city, they're on their own and the stress or the, the, the problem that they go through trying to raise a child and sometimes the way that they reacted towards their kid may have injured the kid, but they won't dare to go to see a doctor because they are worried they get arrested for domestic abuse, 
stuff like that. So we get a lot of feedback, emails, or even letters from, from these sort of um, urban parents, what we call them. And that's why I find that if I can do more medical events, um, I can, you know, events can actually help people as well. Okay, and you wrote a five? So what do you think the future of the events industry will look like? I think that we'll see more uh, smaller events when they are physical uh, in-person events. I am not a great believer in hybrid. I have to say that I don't think it works that well because mm. it's two different events. In my opinion, you have an online and an offline event and it's uh, almost impossible to, to combine those two. I'm not saying it is, but I am saying it's very difficult. So so I believe that, that uh, in-person it's will come back eventually, maybe in a small scale, and virtual is definitely, online is definitely here to stay, uh, and we'll see more of that. Um, okay, Ronald, you wrote a three. We'll miss that. <laughs> I'll ask you a similar question I asked Anne. Tell me about the first event you ever organized, and preferably one that before you were, pre before professional events you did, if you have any, but just the first one that you remember. I did a car show to promote the movie Fast and Furious. Yeah, that was my very first event. Totally have no experience and don't know what I was doing, to be honest. Um, yeah. But you did it. All right, and you've rolled, oh, it's your turn. And you rolled a two, I believe. All right, so you're almost at the end. Okay, so uh, same question. What's the weirdest food you've ever eaten at an event? That would be haggis. Yes, it wasn't that bad. Place. No, it wasn't that. Okay. No, it wasn't that bad. It's uh, it well, was more. Well, at least it wasn't than... alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. It was very dead. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't that bad. It was. It's more the concept of it, you know. All right. So, over to you, Ronald. You rolled a three. So, if yeah, if you had a, a motto for post-COVID events, what would it be? A motto. I don't know. Um, pass. Oh, no idea. Okay. With Lifeline. And anything that jumps to mind? Yeah. Coming back stronger. Or coming like back that. stronger. I like that one. Okay. So you're, you're, you're both got to roll just one. <laughs> uh, and you rolled a four. So you, now you're going backwards. I feel like this is exactly <laughs> like an event. You just kind of meander <laughs> and then you think you're there, but now, now you're going backwards. So now let's, um, let's go on to something a bit more offbeat. If you could pick any speaker at your own event, cost is not an issue, who would you have? I think I would go with a Dutch guy called, I don't speak Dutch, but I'll, uh, his name is Dan Rosegaard or something like that. And I heard him at the uh, European MPI conference in, uh, a couple of years ago. And he's actually uh, a designer and he has weird and crazy ideas about how to clear uh, clean air. Uh, and he, he does a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, so he was not specifically for the events business, but he is a designer and he does crazy stuff for the world. So he's, uh, he's expensive, but he's uh, really good. Okay, over to you, Ronald. You wrote a four. So my question to you, Ronald, if you could have a pet during an event, so your event pet, what would it be? 
I'll pick a dog. All right, over to you, Ant. You rolled a three. You've made it. Yes. You've gone to the mint. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so I had a question, same question I asked. Ronald, what, have, what industries have you done events for and what's your favorite? I, I mostly do events for, for membership organizations like unions and that sort of thing. And I really like that. That is my favorite uh, industry or because members are different from clients. Uh, mm. And I like that connection you have with the, uh, with the organization and the members. But thanks so much for coming on the show, Anne and Ronald. It's, it's been amazing to finally, you know, meet you in person. I've seen you on LinkedIn so many times, read all your content, commented on your things back and forth. And so it, it was amazing to have you both on the show uh, in our first international episode. So we've had plenty of Australian guests, but this is the first one we've had two completely different time zones. So um, thanks so much for your time. Music.